My guest for this episode is the jam band quartet Lost Pyramids. With me, I have a vocalist, guitarist, and sort of the main man, Chuck Wilson, along with keyboardist and vocalist Drew Stump, and Nate Hockenberry, who's the drummer and percussionist. Uh, Lost Pyramids has been around for a bit, as you heard from their first track, uh, The Fool, which was recorded at the bunker a while back. Um, Very strong Grateful Dead influences, along with a bit of Fish. Uh, These guys definitely can play, Um, but they do have some very strong songwriting chops, which I find really refreshing uh, with this particular idiom. So um, we're going to get to know the guys, uh, chat with them about what they've been up to the last few years and uh, their upcoming album, along with uh, what they have coming up this summer. So uh, let's get into uh, our conversation. You guys are kind of new to me. I'm an old school fish head from the early nineties. So I, uh, I like your sound. I kind of like where you guys are coming from. Um, so that's cool. Um, but I guess, uh, if we could just kind of maybe start off talking about kind of your band's background, how you guys came about, um, in the last few years. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I started the band and, now it's all new members and yeah so the past year has been kind of like a transitional period for us i guess and okay but um yeah i started the band back in 2019 and we were um same instrumentation and everything but um i met nate and drew a little bit over a year ago and yeah, they they're uh, really the ones pushing the fish. I love fish also, but they're uh okay. They're the ones that have kind of <laughs> gotten us into that direction more. But um yeah, I uh, like for me personally a lot of like Grateful Dead influence. Yeah. So still like uh jam band, like right. very loose kind of stuff and Yeah, I don't know. We started gigging in 2019 and really we started like doing coffee shop gigs. That was kind of how we started and Okay. Just gigging around and it's kind of, I've always wanted to be in a band. So it just has kind of kept going and okay. new members kept, came along and yeah. So this is kind of, you're kind of the, the sort of, you, you kind of started the whole thing with Lost Pyramids and you kind of been carrying it through then. Um, that, that's cool. So I, I looked at your back catalog on Bandcamp and I saw there's like a ton of like live stuff and a ton of singles. I think that's cool. You guys you've been putting stuff out since you know you got got going um can we talk about like how uh the the idea for your album came together sure yeah yeah so um it's really just a collection of songs that i've written over the years and even before the band was started i wrote some of these songs and um yeah it's just been for me i've always wanted to record them and just really haven't found the right um people to do it with until most more recently so um yeah then monsters under my bed that's the title track that's kind of the longest song on the album and something about that one i think grabbed me i it's um kind of a metaphor in my the way i look at it for just how we all kind of have like monsters under our bed i don't know that makes sense at all but yeah things that were kind of just 
fears and, and trepidations yeah. that we're kind of dealing with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't know. I think it's just a good collection of songs. It's a kind of a wide, I, it's tough to pin it down to real, really one genre. Right. It, it's rock and roll, I think at its heart, but we, I have a, uh, Drew brings a lot of like jazz and classical influence and yeah, again with the, like the fish. So I don't know. We're kind of a, in that sense, kind of a true jam band. Like we don't, we kind of like to dip our toes in all different genres, I guess. So, okay. All right. Well, that's, that's kind of a cool dynamic. So I'm gathering Drew, your background's a bit more kind of school. It sounds like uh, with the jazz and, and classical, more theory oriented stuff. Um, yeah. So how much of your stuff is like, do you guys play that's, you know, kind of written out versus, or, or, you know, you jam ahead of time and kind of come up with the parts versus like, how much room do you guys give to yourself for improv during a set? Um, really a lot of improv, I'd say during the set, you know, each song has its little segments, but they're not really composed segments as much as they're just kind of. You get sections that you just kind of leave open or. Yeah, yeah. So I'd say like sections for improvisation, you know, like build the jams and stuff like that. But then we, we do also do have songs that are much, much tighter and we play very similarly every single time. But we the live show is usually like there's no two solos are typically the same. Right. And oh, yeah. If anyone else wants to jump in and kind of give there. I mean, we a lot of these songs, too, have been fleshed out live and. Right you know, we play them a certain way. So they spent a decent amount of time on stage before they were in the studio. And I think that you can tell if you listen to them. Yeah. Even um, when we took it into the studio, we uh, <clears throat> recorded everything live, you know, in the same room. We, we kind of had an idea of who's soloing when, but we just left it open for interpretation and kind of let that live performance feel take over. So even what you hear on the record isn't necessarily going to be what we're going to play it like the next time you see us yeah and uh go going back to the songs um i think some of my favorite uh some of my like party in the rain uh it's gonna be the first song on the album uh that one you know i think we just through playing it live so many times that's like one that kind of we we're like okay this we did it this day you know, it sounded like this. That's a cool idea. Let's let's keep that in mind. And then, you know, so after, you know, a few more gigs that we were doing it, we kind of just arranged it on on the spot a little bit uh, through live performance. Uh, you know, and most of the album also kind of is that way, too. OK, cool. Um. So so one of the things about like kind of the overarching thing with your idiom of main idiom i guess you could say of being a jam band and, and this is something that resonates with me i kind of come from a jazz background myself um the, the idea of improvisation um you know to, to lay people or people maybe not lay people is not the right word but um people who aren't musicians let's just be, be very uh, frank um you, you know to a lot of them they don't really get the, the the, the process behind that. And I, I'm just kind of curious, um, like how long did it take you guys to get to a point where you guys could really read each other? Like you guys have been together for, okay, since 2019. 
And I mean, I guess there's been some personnel changes, but like, how, how did that, that genesis of like, you guys really be able to read each other? And I'd like to hear from each of you, like uh, with that kind of observation of, of like, you guys knew it was going to work like, you know, as a group or like, you know, when you guys are starting to play with Chuck or, or how, how did that, that come about? Well, I've been playing with Drew for um, a couple years now. Um, okay. We, we came from another band, uh, Lime oh, okay. Forest, a kind of a psyche rock thing. Okay. Um, so I think him and I just kind of had that predetermined uh, chemistry to begin with. And I, I, I kind of lay back when I in my playing for the most part, but I, I do a lot of listening um, and I just kind of, Okay. think forward and play off of what both drew and chuck are playing and i felt like it was a quick and easy fit um personally yeah i i kind of i would say the same thing um after you know playing with nate you know maybe like a year and a half prior uh to lost pyramids we uh you know we i think we did build that kind of that that chemistry um, so I knew how Nate was as a drummer going into, you know, the first practice with Lost Pyramids, whatever. Right, right. Um, it kind of happened like almost immediately where, uh, you know, by like our second practice, you know, we were coming up with some really cool things and, you know. Nice. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, we're all, I think we're all very good listeners when it comes to you know, playing together. We're, we all know how to listen to each other and how to respond to that. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. And that's, that's what I would say. I think that these guys are great listeners and are fully um, like committed to the improvising aspect of it. And they're trusting, I, like, I th I'd like to think I'd, I'm included in this. Like we all are trusting our ears, I think. So if we hear right. something, you know, don't be afraid to follow it. Um, yeah. And, you know, expand on a small little segment because it could turn into something cool. And that's something that, uh, you know, in life, I feel like it's, it's the two go together, really. It's, it's just a small little piece of it. Like to, if you have a feeling, follow it. And I think that if you let, if you do that in music, then people who are listening and care to listen can tell. And, you know, that's what improvising, I think, is all about kind of what you said at the beginning of this. Yeah. yeah. There was a, I'll just bring this up too. There was a, a show we played too recently where we kind of made that, you know, during we were improvising and we were doing like a call and response thing and making it almost as obvious as possible for anybody that was listening. Um, and it's, it seemed to get some good reaction out of it. Um, you know, when we're up there having that musical conversation, you know, pe people are people that are really listening are there. It's like, they're getting it too. Like they understand what we're doing is, playing off of each other and you know right. responding to one another in a, in in a way so. <laughs> no that's good that that's that's exactly what i was you know the, the key points on, on listening like the active listening bit while you're performing and then yeah it really is a conversation 
Um, and to me, that the successful, what makes improvisation successful, it's like the conversation just can keep going. Um, and, but at the same time, like, like a verbal conversation or any other language, music is a language, um, you know, you guys have a resolution or a point or it moves, moves something forward as well. Let's uh, take a break here and uh, let the folks hear some more of your, your tunes and your, actually your performance. Uh, this one is Party in the Rain. Uh, this is also live from the bunker. Thank <laughs> you. 
question for for mostly for Drew. So Chuck is kind of the main songwriter type per person. Like he has this catalog of songs he's kind of brought in that you guys started with. Drew, yeah. Drew, like where where do you kind of fit in with this process of getting um, some of the stuff together? Like bringing in your influences. Like how how does that kind of fit in to that picture? Mm. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a good question. So uh, Chuck will come, you know, especially the first like, you know, a couple months that we were together, he'll come in, you know, we'll try out two, maybe three new songs per week or however often we were practicing. Um, either I'll, uh, either I'll kind of sit there and chart it out um, on my phone where I kind of just put the changes in right. um, or he already had charts written out uh, for me to kind of follow. And it, it would just be, you know, the chord structure kind of written in jazz format, just without the, right. Like a lead sheet. You know, we right. wouldn't have the melodic lines or whatever it's going right. on. Cause we were going to improvise over the, right. Over the changes and everything. So pretty much what I would do was, you know, the first few run throughs of the song, it was kind of like just sight reading and playing the chords in different ways, trying different shapes, uh, different voicings. Uh, and then eventually, you know, after about the 10th, 20th, sometimes the 30th time, like we're, we're really locked in on this tune and it feels good. Uh, it, it's, it's all, it's a lot of, uh, I guess like trial and error. Uh, okay. Kind of, kind of thing where I, where I kind of fit in. I'm kind of just really just playing whatever I think is going to be sound fine. Uh, <laughs> and right. eventually it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cool. Um, I don't know, Nate, from your perspective of being sort of the timekeeper and kind of the, the main rhythmic element of the band, do you have anything you, you'd like to add with kind of the arrangement process or what you bring in really from a rhythmic standpoint? Um, I, I want to give the drummer some love here, you know, because like I said, the drummer's, <laughs> drummer never gets to say much. And he's always in the back usually. So, you know, anything you want to reflect yeah. on? We get used to it. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Usually, I, at least in the the process of new songs, or at least composing my parts, uh, some of the originals that we've been playing are are things that uh, Lost Pyramids had been playing prior to my joining the band. So I've been given the room to kind of interpret it how I see fit. But there might be a little thing here and there that Chuck would be like. Oh, try this or maybe do this at that part and I'll do my best to recreate it. Um, but most of the time, at least for composing my own parts, uh, I'll just listen to those first couple bars and I'll find a really simple groove that just kind of, you know, falls in line with it. And then I just feel it out from there uh, as the song progresses. Um, I don't really have a, a science to it, but Okay. A lot of it is just uh, just kind of comes from listening to what's going on right. and uh, taking suggestions or constructive criticism from the group. Okay. Yeah, and I must say that um, I really, especially with the drums, like I think that Nate is a much... He, his drumming ability is beyond what my mind can think of what drums can do. So I think that when I, well, come that's good. With, yeah, exactly. So I don't like to box him in. Cause I would think of something much worse. 
Right. You know, and, and same with keyboards. I am not a good piano player at all. So my imagination for what kind of color Drew can add is usually very limited. You know, right. my expertise is guitar. So Absolutely. Right. And I think that it makes it more fun for them, I would hope, too, to be able to experiment, you know, yeah. You know, if, if I have something that I want, I think, you know, I find a way to verbalize it or imitate it somehow. But yeah, I think that I would limit them more than I would give them good ideas, I think, typically. But, you know, I, I, I say my piece when I need to. Cool. And we all kind of know if something's not working collectively, we're, eh, if something's off here, let's try this. And usually it'll fall into place you know by the end of rehearsal at the very least <laughs> right yeah right. <laughs> okay i i think that's cool so that really kind of gets through a, both sort of your writing process as a group but also you know giving people an idea of like what it's like to work in a kind of improvisational context as well um so i'm looking at your show calendar um one of the threads i like to talk about is um, kind of how, you know, getting through the, the, the sort of the pandemic with COVID being out of commission for a year or so, but it looks like you guys just came back with guns blazing with gigs and you're keeping a real busy schedule. Um, I, I'm just kind of, I, I, I guess what my first question is, is like, um, really just like with the, the sort of the scene here, um, when you guys book shows, is it typically like you're just doing like a full night and mixing up like your originals with like dead and fish covers and, and stuff like that? Or, I mean, are there other bands that you typically play with that are, are fairly common, like more in like sort of the indie rock context where it's like a bill or um, like, it's just curious, like what, what your scene is like with shows, you know? Yeah. Typically we're playing for like a whole evening, like a right hour show typically like two sets yeah mixing in some covers right and yeah we've had i mean we've had some shows more recently where we've done uh like all covers like we did an all fish nice kind of recently and i think yeah we have another one coming up in august too and so it, it like we're we're gigging in whatever makes sense for us really you know if yeah we, we definitely will share a bill we have yeah, we're sharing a bill with um, a couple of friends of ours but, um, at the Cubby Bear, actually, this July. Nice. And um, so, yeah, we do that kind of stuff also. And that's that's fun. And when we do, that usually forces us to do a shorter set. So we like to focus on the originals other than maybe like one cover. Right. But, um, yeah, for like a whole night thing, we're probably closer to like 60 40 original cover or even 50 50 sometimes yeah and i i know with like the sort of the greater greater goal with the sort of the scene i mean everybody wants to be on stage with bonnaroo right um but there's this um I, we've we've played with bands that are on the jam circuit um and just a plethora of festivals out there is that kind of your guys goal is to get out of being more local and like you're trying to get into that sort of festival circuit or, you know, just kind of curious about what your plans are kind of looking ahead after like the albums out and all that. Yeah. I, th I think that that's definitely one of the goals would be the festival circuit. Again, like if it makes sense for us, sure. That's the most uh, pressing one, but 
I know that we're all in other bands too that oh, get okay. done locally. So right. it's kind of tough to like block out too much time for our schedules. But yeah. um, we're hoping, yeah, I mean, I'm personally hoping that the album is, you know, new music to share with people who would book us. And I would love to get into the festival scene. Those are just, that's just the most fun, I think. Absolutely. But, and, um, but really, I, for me personally, I just, I know that, I know these guys too, but I think we all just want to be gigging as much as possible. Yeah. So the local stuff just makes the most sense right now. For sure. Yeah, I, I would love to get into the festival circuit and, you know, break beyond the local clubs and the bars, but I'm just grateful to be playing as much as I am and, right. you know, playing great music with great people. So frankly, I don't really care where it goes, <laughs> but you just I would play. love to, yeah, yeah. yeah, I just, I, yeah, any excuse to play is an excuse to play. So, um, oh. but I would absolutely love to use the album release as a catalyst to look for, you know, more opportunities, larger opportunities. Um, whether it's solo bills, it's sharing bills, you know, wherever it takes us, I'm happy to see where it goes. Cool. Um, so with, with your album, did you guys work with a particular studio or are you guys self, have you guys self-produced everything or how did the, do you want to talk about the production process at all with uh, Monsters Under the Bed? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we, um, Nate is, uh, he works at Lubeck Studios and is it Prospect Heights, Nate? Mountain Prospects, yeah. Mountain Prospect, okay, yeah. Right. So that's where we did all the recording at Lubeck. And um, that was, we did that back in January. And over the course of like a couple of months, we had a, multiple dates scheduled and stuff. But um, yeah, so they recorded it and then we actually sent it out. So I'll plug Lime Forest right now. Um, the band that <laughs> I met Nate ah. Drew through. Right. Um, they're another Chicago band, but the their lead um, singer and songwriter and main guy um, moved to Colorado. And okay. so we we sent the, the we recorded it at Lubeck and then we sent the tracks to Rick um, of Lime Forest and he's doing all the mixing and mastering. So we're kind of like, you know, like artists supporting artists, I guess, a little yeah. bit. And no, uh, a little bit of a network effect going on too, right? Yeah, yeah and I was introduced to the Lime Forest circle of musicians through no getting to know Nate and Drew a little bit better. But we had shared a bill with them like pre-COVID before I knew Nate, and I think before Drew was in Lime Forest too. So way yeah, back. yeah, was that was well before Drew? Yeah. 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 So we've all kind of been uh, intertwined, and Lime Forest is like one of the bands that. Yeah, one of my favorite local bands and like good crew guys, obviously. I mean, I got some of them now. So for sure. And for our sure. Right. our other um, our new bass player who couldn't make it on this call, he was actually the bass player in Lime Forest also. So our ah. former bass player just moved out to Arizona. Okay. Right. Um, so he and that's the one that's on the record. So Brian Flynn is our he's the guy that we recorded with. Uh, then uh, Larry Sheridan is our new bass player, and he'll be playing all upcoming gigs with us and stuff like that cool all right and then so you guys are going to put out monsters under my bed it's going to be on streaming um are you doing any sort of physical media release as well planned for other i think we really haven't made any plans in stone with that but um i'm yeah. we've talked about pressing some 
maybe a limited run of vinyl. And okay. I think we'll definitely make some CDs. So nice. yeah, if you're looking for a physical copy, we can make it happen for you. We're not adverse to it. Let me just, can I plug a couple of like upcoming shows that we got? Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Um, at the on July first, um, we'll actually be doing like a pr- album pre-release party at Heart Saloon in Evergreen Park. So we'll be doing like a first set. We're gonna like play the album, like play perform it live, I guess. And uh, then second set, we'll do like our usual mix of covers and originals. Uh, then um, if you're down in the Canton, Illinois region, then following week, our uh, friends in uh, formerly The Fox, which is a band down in Canton, which is close to Peoria, and uh, they do a small little micro fest uh, called Fox Fest on yeah. July 9th. And yeah, Lime Forest will be there. Lime Forest Reunion. We should be pumping that up, right, Nate and Drew? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Right. I think so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, and yeah, then formerly the Fox, uh, then uh, Nova Sunshine and uh, Magnet Funk, yep, which is Nate's other band. He's a drummer in that band, also. So, <laughs> so it's Nate brought, Fest. So it's Nate Fest, really. It's really <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's just a bunch <laughs> of people who are playing music while Nate plays drums. Right. You guys, he just keeps playing the whole time. You guys just kind of walk in and off stage. Yeah, right? just drum solo. <laughs> no set break ever. No, no none. Not right. even. Not a, that's a workout, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's my cardio yeah. for the year. <laughs> That'll about do it too, man. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right. Then, yeah. Um, yeah. Just one more show I want to plug is. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Good. On July 21st, we'll be at the Cubby Bear, as I mentioned earlier, and we'll yeah. be playing with um, formerly the Foxes coming up to Chicago for the first time in a while. So if you want to catch them, they'll be in the area and they're a jam band. They've played at summer camp and stuff like that. Cool. And um, Honeydew Squeeze, also one of my favorite local bands. And we haven't played with them since pre-COVID. So that'll be a fun night. Um, if you're in Wrigleyville area, come on by. All right, Chuck, Drew, Nate, thanks so much for uh, stopping by and chatting with me. Good luck for with your summer and your release for Monsters Under My Bed. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Take care. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank for you. Thanks us. for having us. All right, have Thank a good you. night. See you guys. All right, you too. Check out LostPyramidsBand.com for the latest information on the band's shows and the release date for Monsters Under My Bed. Um, we'll have all the information also up at rockinchicago.org with this episode and the playlist they put together. Uh, you can check out uh, featuring some of the bands they are also involved with and play with as well around uh, our area here. Um, we're going to play the episode out tonight with the uh, title track off of their upcoming release. This is Monsters Under My Bed live at the Bunker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Have a good night.
There's monsters under my bed And I think they want me dead I believe there's monsters under my bed And I do believe that they all want me dead Don't you worry, my dear boy We're gonna give you a nightlight yeah. But daddy says Let's let them scare He's living lights out But mama, daddy Don't you hear me scream I believe there's 
there's monsters under my bed And I do believe they'd like to see me dead Monsters under my bed Thank you. 